Hello and welcome again across the multiverse to Earth 894, a podcast ruled by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Here on our little planet, we discuss MCU news, reviews, commentary, rumors, and this week's episode, the first episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. My name is Devin Stone, and joining me, as always, the red wing to this Falcon, Louis Tonnerini. How is it going? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good, man. Pretty stoked. Yeah, I'm always stoked. I we know. Had new, we had new content? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, man, we finally got a first episode, and it's now the second MCU, uh, you know, big revamp series that's out now. Uh, I mentioned it last week's episode, but I'm feeling spoiled, man. Not gonna lie, it's it's it feels good to be every week. We're getting new episodes, new content, things like that. I am in a place of zen to sum it up. We're gonna get into it, but if you're feeling spoiled, just wait. You gotta wait all the way till uh, July 9th now to see any movies. Yeah. <laughs> and then what was it, September 23rd or something like that? Yeah. The other one. There's some. Uh, we had some breaking news earlier this afternoon that we'll dive into in just a minute, but. We like to start every episode with a little bit of a warm-up for our uh, heroic muscles and egos here and there. Louie, in the past week, aside from watching an awesome episode of Falcon Winter Soldier, what has been MCU for you? MCU for you. We'll come up with a jingle. <laughs> well, you said aside from Falcon Winter Soldier, I did watch mm. that. That was my big, my big hurrah. Yeah. Um I had something else. I don't remember what it was. I did I did stuff. I got my my new Thanos uh Under Armour shirt. Oh, cool. And I wore that to go running the other day. That was pretty cool. I uh oh, I remember what I was going to say. The the thing that pops out to me the most is the other day I was scrolling through Facebook and I always get just BS um, attention grabbing headlines. Yeah. And usually when I see one, I'll, I'll screenshot it and I'll send it over to you. And mm -hmm. I was at work <laughs> and I saw the one that said, uh, Willem Dafoe to reprise his role as the green goblin for the MCU. And I screenshotted it and I sent it to you and you said, and I quote, I'll poop my pants. <laughs> and I, I read it. <laughs> and it was just so out of left field. I was like, like I wasn't laughing so hard. I was crying, but I was like, tears were, were forming in my <laughs> eyes from reading. I don't know why, but it was just so funny to me. I'll, I moved you. I'll poop my pants. You said, <laughs> I said, I don't know if that's a, a good, I'll poop my pants. Like, Oh, that's so great. I'm going to poop my pants or, Oh, why would they do that? I have to poop my pants now or something. It was, <laughs> Oh, it, was, shit. it was pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, that was about as, as MCU'd as I got this week. I didn't really, I've been just busy, busy boy from what I can think of. But yeah. Well, I'm glad I was able to make part of your uh, MCU for you, man. Yeah, always. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I know there's been pretty much everyone under the moon and back has been covered in some weird clickbait article or weird news source um whether they're very legit or not about such and such and who and who is going to be in spider-man 3 so um 
William Defoe, I don't know. I don't really think so. Willem. Um, I know that Willem Defoe. I know that uh what is it that source you uh cited from? I won't mention it, but they have a very very um skewed history of being right with their those kind of rumors and stuff. So that's how I was like, ah! and plus we're very late into the game at this point where they're pretty close to wrapping if they haven't already. Um, so I don't know, but I mean, you know, you know what, if he shows up, you know what I'll do? Cause I already told you, <laughs> you'll poop your pants. <laughs> so just, uh, when we're sitting in a nice comfy Dolby warm theater this December, uh, knock on wood, I would just, uh, bring some like clothes blends for your nose or uh just sit a seat i got you bro i'm gonna bring you some extra pants <laughs> i'll just wear a diaper <laughs> jesus um, god knows i know how to change a diaper well that there you go it all comes full circle uh enough potty talk for me though <laughs> aside from the awesome episode uh i have been going through and just watching some funny behind the scenes um moments for the actors and stuff like that but also i got into a little bit of uh, a rabbit hole of you know you watch one video on youtube and then next thing you know it's just like a whole playlist of just random stuff pops up i think i wasted about almost two and a half hours just on a uh like friday or part of sunday just watching random um like funny moments and interviews of all the cast stars and everything from uh marvel and I saw a lot of like repeating clips and stuff like that. But basically what I was able to sum up from it is that uh, Anthony Mackie and Tom Holland, they really love to just talk shit about each other all day. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's one of those relationships where you can't tell if they're actually being serious or if their sarcasm is just so sarcastic that there's just you really can't, you can't decipher it. Um Personally, I think Anthony Mackie is telling the truth sometimes, is exaggerating it. I don't think he really can stand Spidey over here. Um, but it's just so funny to watch because some of their back and forth and their banter and stuff is just it's pretty comedic. Did you uh did you watch New Girl when it was on? I watched the first two and a half seasons, maybe, and then I just kind of fell off. Mm. Well, I got a, a text today of a TikTok from from new girl and it was it was called uh falcon and the winter soldier in 2021 or something like that but it was mm-hmm. it was nick and schmidt and winston when they first when schmidt and winston first met each other mm-hmm. and nick was like their common thread and they were all hanging out and then nick's like oh i gotta go do such and such and he walks away and it's schmidt and winston staring at each other and they're like <laughs> nick Nick, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty much, you know, going with uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. It was pretty funny. Pretty funny. Pretty accurate. But yeah, uh, that's been pretty much it for me. And um, I'm ready, if you are, to move into this breaking news that we had today. Breaking news. So as we're recording this on Tuesday, March 23rd, you may have already heard by now, but we're going to talk about it. So it was announced by Marvel Studios and Disney that uh, Black Widow has been delayed once again to July 9th of this year. However, it's going to be on Disney Plus at the same time for an additional cost. Yeah, (laughs) You know, we were talking about this, I think, maybe a couple episodes ago. We were kind of talking about if we think uh, Black Widow is going to get delayed again or if there was going to actually 
you know, with how uh, COVID's been being handled in the U.S. and the rest of the world, uh, is it going to actually stick that May um, release date? And is it actually going to go to streaming? So it's official. It's going to be in July. Um, if it goes back one more time, I swear to... Language. Yeah. Language. I will... I'm trying. Um, but yeah, but the nice thing is that it's since it's going to be on Disney Plus as well, I'm pretty sure that's a solid like, you know what, whatever happens, happens. We're sticking with this July date. Let's just let's just move on. Um, Louie, what do you think about this? How are you feeling about July 9th? And now it's going to be on Disney. Um, With 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 Black Widow, I have been so excited. I wanted to see it when they announced it. I've wanted to see it forever. I've just really wanted this movie. I was set to go. Was it May 1st last year? Yeah. Through all the COVID, I was going to mask up. I was going to go watch it. Like, I needed it. I want it. You know, I was really excited for uh, my guy. I can't remember his name, but the guy from Stranger Things was going to be the Red Guardian, which is like Russian Captain America. I'll take it. And they delayed it. And I'm a pretty understanding guy. Whatever. It gets delayed. And then they delayed it again. And it's like, okay. They delayed it again. <laughs> All right, man. We'll just what what is going on here? Just put it on Disney Plus, you know. But they want to yeah. make their money. I get it. I don't think, I don't think it's going to do a billion. You know, they're used to they're used to doing a billion. And uh, oh, no way it does. At this point, it's like it's finished. It's been finished for over a year, or almost a year. Whatever they were set to release. A year ago, it's it's done. Like we have a finished movie, and we're just sitting on it, and it's it's driving me nuts. I was making a joke about you know their post credit scene is going to give us uh, a little nod to Wandavision, which we've already finished. You know, right? Like, how long are you going to hold us back here? Yeah. So that that's annoying. However, I still very much plan on seeing it. Um. I understand why they went with July with our current president and having his plan to be to get everybody who wants to be vaccinated by July vaccinated. So that way people are vaccinated. They feel safe enough to go to the theaters, do their thing. And that way more people go to the theater. But, you know, even the people that aren't vaccinated can get it for the $30 on Disney Plus. Right. Me being me, I'll go see it in the theater I'll be fully vaccinated by then. I'll go see it in the theater. Then I'll come home and I'll spend the $30 to watch it at home. I don't care. Like, take my money. You know, I want to see yeah. it. I want to see it a, a thousand times. Um, That's pretty much where I stand. I think, I think we've been waiting for this movie for so long. You know, a lot of people that were waiting for, you know, they say like distance makes the heart grow fonder or something like that. A lot of people are just, they're not so into it as I am to where they're just, eh, whatever. If we don't get it, I don't care. Yeah. And I, I, I've kind of been wondering about that too. Um, cause personally I really feel bad because we've always, a lot of people have been really crying out for uh, a black widow movie. And unfortunately, as far as we know, her character's arc ended, um, with Endgame. So now that they finally have a movie out for, it's going to be like, all right, one more send off just for Natasha Romanoff, right? And then COVID hit. So then it's like, well, this poor movie's just been delayed, 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 and it sucks. So um, 
it would be like I personally feel really bad because it's just like this Black Widow just can't get a break, you know. Um, so I'm excited that at least they did decide to put it on Disney Plus for when uh, July rolls around. Um, the summer is usually well known for your big blockbusters for making the most money, and so having that July date will probably along with what you mentioned about with like vaccination rollouts and stuff like that, that'll probably be the best option for black widow to actually recoup millions and millions of dollars instead of being at a major loss. Cause like you said, there's no way this movie makes a billion. If it does, I will insert poop pants here. And joke. <laughs> but I was kind of curious. I looked at the budget for the movie and it said it's a uh, estimated a, a little over 200 million. So that's a big Hollywood movie. And two hundred million to make back, not that difficult. But you got to look in the grand scheme of things about how much money actually goes to the studios and whatever when they make like how much is actually profit for your big Hollywood movies. Um, I think usually it's like you have to make at least double what you made, or like two and a half times what your budget was to actually like net profit because of everything that goes into it and the fees and uh, it's it's a whole bunch of crazy Hollywood math. Um. <clears throat> get into it on a different episode but anyways um i'm thinking that it can still do well enough and a lot of people are probably going to do what you suggested was um see it and then i'm just going to go rewatch it whenever i want for 30 dollars. because why wouldn't you well i i think the disney plus thing works you watch you you rent it for 30 dollars, and it's like uh you got it no i think you just get it the one time Unless they changed it, I'd have it to was, double check. If you pay the like the additional fee on top of your subscription, you can watch it as many times as you want because it's premiere access. So you're basically being able to see it early. So basically, you can stream it continuously, continuously until it's uh, then available on Disney Plus um, without the additional thing. Because that's what they do with Mulan. Um, I didn't pay for Mulan because I didn't want to see it, and then I eventually watch it like two, three months later when it was available. In like November, um, to all Disney Plus subscribers. So, hmm. um, <clears throat> with that model for thirty bucks, I mean, I was kind of talking to one of my friends about this today, and he was like, "You know, I'd rather just pay for a flat rate uh, or like a higher tier subscription model for Disney Plus, where he wouldn't have to pay like thirty dollars every time a feature film was available for him to stream there." I'm like, "Well, you got to think about it, though." They've only released pretty much three, not counting Soul, because that was free for everyone. Three feature films on Disney Plus at an additional price point, which is uh, Mulan, the remake or live action remake, then Ryan the Last Dragon that just came out, and now officially Black Widow. So if you were to pay like an additional, let's say they doubled it, so then your subscription, because now it's $7.99, if it was like $15 or $14.99, you're paying that monthly, and you've only been given three films over the course of a year pretty much. Versus just spending $30 with your $7.99, you're going to save a lot more money. And you're being able to see the movie that you want. And if you got like a family where, I mean, think about how expensive movies and concessions are nowadays, you're not going to see a movie. And if you have a family and kids, you're not going to be spending less than $50. No way. No. Unless you have a special deal or a matinee or whatever. So, to what I see is like the family of five only has to pay $30 to watch a movie in their comfort of their home. Hell yes. 
that's going to be so perfect for them. But as hardcore Marvel fans, we can rewatch and rewatch and rewatch and we can, you know, be safe in our own home. So I think this movie is definitely going to be the one that succeeds uh, more than the other. <coughs> excuse me, more than the other um, Disney movies that have been on the streaming service at this additional price point. So um, I'm pretty stoked. I'm probably going to see it in theaters with you, of course. Relatively safe distance because we still have to. But also, I'm definitely going to rent it because I want to. No judgment here. Yep. Contribute. Boom. Support the MCU, boy. But yeah, so that uh, that happened. And then um, it basically took the release date of Shang-Chi. So that's pushed back to September now. However, Eternals and Spider-Man No Way Home are supposed to still stay at their release dates of like November, December or October, December this year whatever sounds good so because as soon as i saw that delay i was like please don't tell me they just kicked back spider-man to 22 man let me end 2021 with spidey yeah let me see william defoe is green goblin willem <laughs> defoe all righty let's move on here let's get into the real meat and potatoes the the chocolate or cheese <laughs> not again um we we had a new show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It feels like it belongs to someone else. That show represents a lot of things to a lot of people. We're partners, co-workers. Not necessarily a team. No. We look damn good, though. What? The Falcon. The Falcon. And the Winter Soldier. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know this was. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know this was the next installment of the Fast and Furious franchise, you know? Two Falcon, two Fuel Soldier. Yeah. Um. What did you think overall? Yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. I was pretty impressed with being surprised and when i say surprised and impressed i'm not trying to say it's like you know we're watching wandavision like what's going on where's mephisto where's this what is that i what who is this <laughs> no it's more so like <laughs> i was very surprised because they did some things i wasn't expecting in this episode which was cool it got violent it got really violent and um, there's a lot of trauma, which seems to be the theme that's going on for this phase, or at least with uh, these two shows. So um, MCU is getting a little deep here. I'm liking it. I think having these episodes and these shows is really good because you're we're actually able to start um, diving in deep on the older characters and or not the older characters, but like the more secondary characters like Wanda and uh, Falcon Winter Soldier that we didn't really get a chance to in the films. So um, overall, I was feeling very happy, and especially with it being a longer episode and not like 20 minutes of credits, it felt pretty good, and I have I was really stoked after watching it. But I got a lot more I want to share, but I want to know what you thought of it. What was your general takeaway? Generally, I rather enjoyed it. Um, It was... 
it started off with a bang. It, it started off great. Literal bang. It was, what's the word I'm looking for? It was very cinematic versus where WandaVision was more of a television show. This one was more of a part one of a movie. There were a few things that I didn't really understand what was happening, but I'm sure you can, mm-hmm. I'm sure I can bring it up to you and you can just explain it. I just, um, but yeah, I, I overall, I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy the action scenes and everything, but there were some things that I, you know, could give or take, but all in all, thumbs up. So how about we dive into uh, some of our favorite moments of the show so far, and we can kind of diverge a little bit here and there. Um, right off the show, I want to talk about like, you were talking about how cinematic it really feels and they, it, it does. It really does. Um, that beginning scene with, uh, Sam going through like that desert and everything, doing that, uh, operations and you get your boy back. Yeah. You got a uh, George Sumpier. Beatrock. Beatrock Bartok. I forget his name, but I think, I think it's Beth Beatrock. Yeah. GSP. First thing he says, first word he says, all, all show is Louie. I was like, yeah yeah i lost my mind i was literally when i was watching he said louis and i was like oh my god louis got a shout out from one of his favorite people yeah. i got more stoked about that than like for for a few minutes i was like i need to text louis so bad <laughs> so i thought that was pretty cool um yeah that opening sequence was insane with how much like violent it got sam you know He'll he'll take out some like enemies at Thanos, and I think he's now like a changed man. Where he's like, I got time for this. I'm gonna kill them all. Sam's a badass. And Red Wing, he had a he had a high count, high kill count. That is, yeah. Red Wing's also a badass. Yeah, I I'm glad to see some more actual use of Red Wing to make it feel a little bit more cohesive to the character in the comics portrayal and everything. And um, part of me kind of wanted it to like make noises or like talk to him kind of like an R2-D2 thing with Luke Skywalker. It'd be kind of funny or it could be a little too cheesy. Almost. I mean, it's, it is almost like in um, Homecoming, you know, uh, Peter's suit has the, the little Spidey buddy that helps mm-hmm. him out. Spidey bro. Is that what it was called? Spidey bro? Yeah. I think it was Spidey bro. So he had that where, where Sam has the... Uh, the Red Wing, but the Red Wing, he's used that more than Spider-Man ever used Spidey Bro. Yeah, that's true. I didn't, I, I, I did not know what was happening at the beginning. Yeah, I was a little lost too. It just kind of turned into like, uh, I was trying to figure out more so who is he working with? Like, is this an, is this an Avengers thing? Is it, I didn't understand the operation. Who, who was he going, who was he trying to save? Who was that? I, I just think it's like a, a some officer. I don't know. Yeah, they kind of left that like whatever. He got the guy anyways. Anyways, let's move on. I'll have to I'll, I'll have to rewatch see if it actually explains. But like he had to be somebody for Beatrock to be trying to kidnap him and take him into mm-hmm. the next country. I can't remember which country they were going and to. He still got him, didn't he? Who didn't a uh? Bartok and him didn't he actually escape? Like Sam didn't actually rescue the no American Sam soldier, got right? him. Sam rescued him. Yeah, he's the oh 
hang on. The Lieutenant Torres, I believe, was the one in the in the buggy or whatever. Yeah, falling along. He says, we have to find another way. And then Sam goes, I just did. Yeah, and he, like, <laughs> just shoots through. He like shoots right through the helicopter. And he like spears homeboy right out of the helicopter. And then George mm-hmm. St. Pierre notices it's about to explode. And he jumps up, or Baytrock, excuse me. And he jumps out and he's got like a flying squirrel suit. He's like, yeah. And then he like flies, flies into the, we'll call it Syria. He flies into Syria. You know, the U S can't go in there. He's safe. And then, um, and then, uh, Sam had, uh, see, I don't even know the guy's name. I don't want to keep calling him homeboy, but Sam had <laughs> rescued the other guy and brought him to safety. But in it, he damaged part of his suit. Mm-hmm. But that was the thing. I, I didn't know who that guy was, why he was being kidnapped. I don't know if they did say it. Yeah, they, I think it was one of those like one-liners. If It's easy to just kind of gloss over, to be honest. Um, yeah, it just kind of seemed like uh, action for the sake of action. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, it, I'm it not complaining. Be, I mean, I, neither am I. It, it was spectacle nonetheless but it could just be one of those things just to set the tone see how he is doing after the snap and everything or the blip but uh let's talk about that suit the way he he may not have cap shield right then and there but those wings make a pretty damn good shield and i was pretty i was pretty excited when he starts getting uh trying to light him up like christmas tree and then he just puts his wings down and he's got this like barricade like shield yeah like a, i was like like, Ooh. A, like a big riot shield yeah that was cool i was talking I like how of, i was utilizing the wings more i was talking to one of my buddies and he said who needs cap shield man he's got those awesome wings and i was like don't disrespect cap shield man <laughs> cap shield is awesome and he goes yeah but that thing was incredible I was like, yeah you have a point but you know captain you could be captain america you know right uh, like Obviously, his wings are awesome. His suit is incredible. It always has right. been. I always come back to the battle in Endgame where he uses his wings to just stab a big, giant Thanos man in the chest, and it is incredible. Yeah. You know, he's... And and it's just so... In, like you said, it's a spectacle. It's, it's awesome watching him work mm-hmm. where he says... Oh, I've watched it a hundred times. I can't remember the quote, but the officer he's talking to says he has to be subtle. Maybe he has mm-hmm. to be subtle. And then Sam goes subtle. And he like backwards flies out of the thing and he's just falling backwards. And then the wings shoot out and he's just like there. It's yeah, it's very cinematic, very good to yeah. watch. You know, it, it feels like you're watching a movie versus a, TV show. Mm-hmm. That's right. Good stuff, dude. So speaking of, uh, we do get introduced to a new character here. Um, we got Joaquin Torres, who is the eyes on the ground kind of backup paired up with uh, Falcon for the little op. And so, um, I want. I'm kind of curious what your take on him, Torres, is because he seemed like really giddy big fan of falcon you could tell he respects him and even asked like hey man so there's some like wild theories going on about like cap that he's on the moon 
I don't know if you noticed that, but that was like a little bit of a, a Watchers reference. Um, the Watchers in Marvel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like Moon Men who just watch. And yeah. So, yeah, and that, so it's that was funny. funny. That. But he, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, but I don't know. Sometimes when you get introduced to these like characters like that, seem really buddy buddy right off the bat, I always get a little hunch like, you seem very, very uh, innocent, very puppy dog, but part of me feels like you're going to turn or you're hiding something more sinister. And so um, later on in the show, when we get him um, showing up to that uh, Flag Smashers meeting or whatever, that little weird like AR appearance, and then it's like, everyone put on your mask, whatever. I was like, oh, so is this the turn? But then we found out, nope, he's got a <laughs> boot to the face. Well, you know, spoilers as they come. You know that Joaquin Torres becomes the Falcon in the comic book? Yeah, I was reading a little bit about that. Um, So I'm kind of wondering if they're going to try and set him up and actually transition one into the the other. We'll get into more speculation, but you'd think that he would become Falcon and Mm -hmm. Sam would become Captain America by the end, but it's, it's the MCU. They don't try to do exactly what you expect. So we'll, we'll see, but that's the big speculation now. Yeah. The fact that he thinks Captain America is on the moon shows that the Avengers and the governments of the world kind of, hid what was going on Mm -hmm. it kind of shows that uh the general public doesn't know about the time travel which is probably for the better yeah i was gonna say that's uh imagine coming back from a blip of five years like oh yeah we had to go back in time to save y'all be like what yeah so he's saying oh cap's on the moon and it's like well he has no idea that cap went back in time to live his life with with the love of his and my life. Um, <laughs> I'll edit that out now. <laughs> no, leave it in. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Leave I'm kidding. it in. Oh God. I do love her. I love her to death. So it's a whole thing. Like now, you know that they're not uh, up to date, up to speed with like the audience. They don't know what happened, right. which is the way that, I think it would be anyway, you know, if we had a big thing like this and they were talking about time travel, they wouldn't be like, oh yeah, the Avengers went back in time and they saved us and this and that. You'd be like, that's impossible. How did, and then, you know, yeah. then people would try and do it themselves and ruin stuff. And mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. I think, I think he's going to be a, a good guy. He's not uh, the most What's the word I'm looking for? He's not like a, a scary good guy or anything. No, you know, he's charming, he, though. He, he tried to arrest the flag smasher, if you will, the the so so untold leader mm-hmm. of that gang, and he got absolutely wrecked. And then he got, you know, the guy stomped on his face, which is terrifying. And then he sends a selfie of his smashed face to Sam as if like, hey, this wasn't important enough. Look what happened to me. It was, he was on like a FaceTime call. He's like, oh yeah, it's just a broken orbital. Sam's like, oh, you're lucky that's all he did. Yeah, because when he got hit too, it looked like 
the person or one of the people in the mass um, during that that event, excuse me, um, that seemed like they had uh, some uh, super strength there. Yeah, the, the, the main guy looks like he's uh, a little enhanced, huh? Yeah, which I have a theory. We'll get to later. Bom, but bom, bom. I don't know. I have predictability. But yeah, uh, after that little scene, that kind of redeemed a little bit for me where I was like, all right, this guy's all right. So um, we'll see. I'm excited. It could just be another thing they just want to use his character. Maybe we'll save him down the road. I'm sure we'll get more of him. Yeah, but you know, with WandaVision, we did get Monica Rambeau transitioning into uh, her superpowers. And so this could be another way they're doing like a backdoor new superhero, new Avenger. Hopefully. Yeah. You can Um, always use more heroes. I know, man. Keep them coming. Where's uh, where's Squirrel Girl? Where's Howard the Duck? The real no, heroes. No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, that's nah, okay. I think Squirrel Girl got canceled a while ago. That is too, too. What's the word? Meta. That's too <laughs> deep meta. cut. Yeah, we don't need Howard the Duck. We have Howard the Duck in the Guardians of the Galaxy in the collector's stuff. room. Yeah, he's perfect there. <laughs> Why are you letting him lick you like that? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Deep cut. But uh yeah. So let's kind of turn a little bit. Let's shift some focus on uh a very interesting story that's unfolding a little bit with uh, our good old boy Bucky Barnes. James Buchanan Barnes. Now this is what I'm talking about when the show really surprised me because I was not expecting so much story just kind of to unravel in um, packed in some just half an episode with him. The guy's going through therapy. He's trying to go through his trauma, which I got to say, it's hilarious the way he's been like instructed by his therapist for his coping. It's his three rules or three steps where he's trying to like come to terms with everything. His third step's like, hi, I, my name is James Buchanan Barnes. I used to be the Winter Soldier. That's not who I am anymore. I'm trying. This is me trying to make amends or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the like is. It's it's so funny how they're showing him play it out. But he's got some crazy stuff that he's got to try and take care of himself. And it's almost interesting to see how there's two sides to a coin where him and his best friend have made it over a hundred years. Um, one is Captain, you know, America, well-known, biggest superhero, biggest Boy Scout out there. But then Bucky is causing just assassinations and murders and violence and everything because he got brainwashed. No one knows much about him, really. And uh, he's kind of he's not a hero, even though he's done heroic things after to redeem himself. But it's just kind of like. Two people placed at a time. One is a hero and a legend. The other one is just barely making amends and getting cleared by the government with mandated therapy. Um, I was not expecting it, but I'm really excited to see how they're going to develop his character because it's almost like the most we've actually heard him say, talk in an, like all MCU. He's, he actually had lines and stuff and uh, a lot of deep thought going on. But uh I did want to really talk about that action scene with him um, back in his Winter Soldier days when uh, we're seeing that, like, I don't know if that was Russia or wherever he was at, that uh, building, and 
we see some pretty violent stuff going on. Him being Winter Soldier, doing his Winter Soldier things. And then one poor lad just couldn't get the key into the hole in time. He wasn't even looking. <sighs> just He was staring at Bucky, just was, aiming for, for nothing. It's like, look at the damn hole, man. Get out of there. What's staring at Bucky? Poor guy. I, I mean, I get it. You know, if you're if you're watching somebody go on a murder rampage, you're going to hope that you watch him to make sure you're not going to die. But if he's yeah. going to kill you, you better stare at that door and get get the hell out of there, fam- right. friend. You can tell poor Bucky even looked at him too like, I have to kill you. Bam. Well, Bucky at the time didn't, you yeah. know, doesn't know his ass from his elbow. <laughs> he's pretty, uh, he's, he's pretty drained. Yeah. Yeah. What did you I- think about, uh, what they're doing with this character so far. Here, here's where you're not going to love me anymore. This is where the hot take comes in. I am not here for this storyline. Ooh, do tell. I feel like Bucky at this point is just, is just a guy that used to be bad and now he's trying to be good. This is what civil war was all about. It was Mm. Bucky was bad and now he's good. And he's sorry that he was bad, but he couldn't control it. And, you know, Civil War was, Tony was mad that Bucky killed his parents. Bucky did kill his parents, but that wasn't him. That was somebody in his mind. It was his body, not his mind. Hydra. Yeah. But now it's him going through other people trying to, you know, make a, he's got a list of everyone he has to make amends with, which make amends is in quotation marks mm-hmm. and some of them I'm sure will be good making amends. And some of them I'm sure will be murder, but I, th- I feel like his whole thing now is just him living in the past. And it's like, I kind of want to see him not living in the past, you know, mm-hmm. like let's see who you are instead of who you were. Yeah. Um, I did. However, like his character, you know, uh, I, I watched a little video about some, some stuff. And I, I saw if you look at the Smithsonian mm-hmm. in uh winter soldier, the movie winter soldier, it's like all about Bucky Barnes and he's a good guy. And he was the only one of the Howlin. What's the name of the Howling crew? commandos? the howling commandos to give his life and you know, it painted him in a good light. And now with the Smithsonian, it it almost paints him in a bad light. They're like, he's the reason for the civil war. He mm-hmm. was the reason for this and that. And he's not such a great guy anymore. And uh, so to the civilians, he's almost like a, he's, he's a bad guy. Yeah. And that's why he like, that's why I think he cut his hair and, you know, he has to wear. He's trying to rebrand himself. He he has to wear his, his coat and his gloves to cover his metal arm. So people don't know who he is as much or just even, even just to feel a little bit human to fit in and everything. Mm-hmm. I thought it was nice. He's, he's friends with that old Asian man. I don't Yori. remember his name. Yori. Yep. Yeah, it was it was nice. He he had a little thing going there, and then he ends up going on a on a date with with the bartender, 
mm-hmm. and they play battle sh- battleships yeah. with with drinking, and that's where you see like the serum working for him. You remember in uh, in had to be the first Captain America movie after Bucky dies, mm-hmm. Cap is drinking, and then and then Peggy comes in. And he says, "Yeah, you know I can't get drunk," and she says, "Well, your metabolism is four times." faster than than the normal human mm-hmm. and now you see that in bucky as well he's sitting there pounding beers with this girl and he's just perfectly fine mm-hmm. so that's another thing that makes him feel different than everybody else you know not to mention he's an ex supervillain and 110 mm-hmm. years old i think he says he was something somewhere yeah, around like there. He's 106 something like that yeah she asks how old he is. 106. And he goes, ha, 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 ha. But he's dead serious, you know? <laughs> and uh, I, I liked I liked his storyline for the most part. Once again, he did that whole thing with the remote control car. Yeah. I didn't really understand what was going on there. That was just a lady on his list that he needed to take care of. But I didn't. I don't know who that is. I don't know why he was doing that. Yeah, I don't think it's important to the story, but I'm kind of a stickler for details. Like, what's going on? Why is this? I happening? think it's more so just to show that he's trying to also uh, come to terms with this past by not killing, not doing what brought him to this point. Um, and he he full on just smashed that one guy in the face with his metal arm. Yeah, <laughs> that there. was pretty cool. Um, another cool thing that they mentioned. You remember? Last week I said I would like to see more talk from when the White Wolf, when Bucky was in Wakanda, Mm -hmm. and he says uh, that was the only piece he had was when he was in Wakanda. Yeah. (laughs) And his therapist is like, bullshit. I was like, like, what? You're not a good therapist. (laughs) I love his pettiness. (laughs) Yeah. He's sarcastic, like, you're not a good therapist. I don't think you're doing your job right. Yeah, she's just not taking his his yeah. attitude or anything. So arguably she's a, she's a great therapist, you know? Yeah. And he's technically not lying. He's not having nightmares. He's just, he's actually recalling events. So I don't know if they're technically nightmares. I mean, he he was sleeping when that was happening. So yeah. it was a nightmare. So he was lying. Just a couple of things about that though. Um, do you remember in a uh, winter soldier where Sam and cap are talking about like, bunk beds and stuff like that or being back home and sleeping in their own bed feels like they're just falling into like a marshmallow they kind of miss uh they like sometimes they just want to sleep on the floor because it's what they know as soldiers i do remember that yeah yeah and you know you see uh bucky sleeping on the floor was he oh yeah look at you <laughs> look at you i didn't even notice that yeah like i did notice he was sleeping on the floor but I just thought he just didn't have any money. So he was sleeping on the floor. <laughs> yeah, which is something we found out is literally what people have been asking for years is, do Avengers get paid? They don't. Right. They don't. It's just an act but, of goodwill. And, uh, wow. But there was one more thing uh, I want to pass, point out is that I think the main reason why they're trying to showcase, like he has that list of people that he needs to come to terms with is because in uh, Civil War, when Tony is just beating the shit out of him and he's saying um or he, tony asks bucky like do you even remember them and he replies with i remember them all or i remember all of them and so his nightmares can be derived probably from just every 
bad person, like every bad thing he did to these people and when he was under Hydra's mind control. So to me, it makes sense that he's like, you know what? We finally fought the big fight. There's a little bit of peace in this world. Maybe it's time I, as part of like his plea deal and everything and being pardoned, but like able to actually come to terms with everything is he needs to just get rid of these nightmares. He has to stop remembering all these people. And this is probably the only way that can help. But you, um, you said his name was Yori. Yeah, should be Yori. He was on the he was on the list, was he not? Yeah. Did you not catch what was going on there? No, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But I I have the list in front of me, and I don't see where Yori would be on there. Well, it's his son. Oh, his son's name. Yeah, it would probably be his son's name, and then he found it out. Um, yeah. So the list we're referring to is. Louis actually uh, freeze framed and he found the names of or he wrote down all the names that were on Buggy's list in that really quick shot that we've seen as like little uh, pocketbook or his um, note journal. So um, a couple of those names, we might find some little hints to things like that. Um, I mean, if yeah. you want, I can I can talk a little bit. I don't know a lot of these names. Yeah. The name he crossed off was L Atwood at the bottom. Mm-hmm. That was the lady in the car. The politician. Um, there's also A. Rostov. It was the first name. Um, a little a little thing I saw is that could be Andre Rostov, which is the red barbarian. Mm-hmm. He's a uh he's a bad guy in Russia. Hmm. That's the only name other than the very common name. But then there's M. Hauser, F. Ganod, I Tal Talazar, yeah. H Zemo, which that's that's your guy Helmet Zero Helmet Helmet yeah. Zemo. Then there's H Hendrickson, N Sorry, T mm-hmm. Osman, L Kaminsky, M Kaminsky. So you figure they're related, yeah. Somehow C Kustin Kustinsov, Kustinsov, something like that, and then. L Atwood and that completes his list. Mm-hmm. But you know, the the kid with the keyhole that Bucky ended up killing was uh his Asian friends, Yuri was his uh son. Yeah. And one th- one thing that was said that was pretty depressing is like when your spouse dies, you become a widow, or when your parents die, you become an orphan. But when your kids die, there's no word for that. You're just Ugh. And that was something I, you know, something that is obvious, but something I've never really thought of. Yeah, that that one hit. One thing they're doing for sure is they're they're writing some really deep uh, one-liners and stuff like that. Yeah, they're doing. I, I'd say they're doing more of a internal, mm-hmm. um, like an internal thing versus hero versus bad guy, mm-hmm. or hero versus bad organization which would be a Captain America thing. Yeah. But like instead of um, for WandaVision as a uh as an example, instead of just Wanda versus Agatha or Wanda versus uh Hayward mm-hmm. or Mephisto, it was uh you know, Wanda just dealing with the grief of losing vision or l- dealing with the grief of not being able to have her family that she wanted and and dealing with it incorrectly, but ultimately mm-hmm. she had to deal with it. So when you come out of it, it wasn't like you have a new 
big bad of the of the series or a new even just villain you know she ended up taking care of agnes by the end and turned her just into a nosy neighbor but Mm -hmm. you know it's just you get more into wanda's thing like she's freaking sad man so now they're they're more diving into the hero's feelings versus their uh them just trying to save the world which mm-hmm. is another reason I like off topic completely. Another reason I cannot wait for more Thor. You know, Thor is just the most person you could just dive right the hell into. And it is going to be awesome when we get to see more Thor. Yeah, I agree. I'd say he's going to be in at least, at least two more movies with Thor love and thunder and then guardians three. Yeah. I kind of wonder uh, what his contract is looking like. Cause I really d- what uh is the best way to sign him to a lifetime contract chris hemsworth forever yeah i don't i don't want thor to die yet i'm not ready um but while you're talking i kind of looked up a little bit uh some background on some of the names on that list because there's a couple that have uh some significance in the MC, like the marvel comics uh you did bring up like a rostov um, yeah he's also known as like the red barbarian uh red barbarian or argamemnon um so it could be two different characters, but essentially one of them uh, became a pretty big enemy to uh, Bucky because I guess they were in like a gulag or whatever. And uh, he was a Russian assassin. So um, could be that. Then uh, P.W. Hauser. It's a reference most likely or who knows to uh, Paul Walter Hauser, who co-starred alongside Sebastian Stan and the 2017 Itania movie. And so there could be that. But also, I guess there's another Hauser uh, character that's in the Marvel comics uh, who recently made an appearance, um, which is kind of interesting that they reference this because the characters involved with it, I guess. um, So after Sam Wilson took on the mantle of Captain America, uh, Harry Hauser was a radical media commentator who called for Sam to quit through his radio show, The Hauser Retort, kind of like J. Jonah Jameson with Spidey. and so he attempted to convince John Walker, the U.S. agent, to take the shield off him by force. That never happened, but um, with the plan going through. But we, I mean, the U.S. agent is involved, John Walker, and also Falcon taking up the shield, all that stuff. So couldn't be that. Could be just a very uh, good coincidence, but who knows? Uh, we all know Zemo. He's a little whack. Then uh, El Kaminsky was another one on there. So I guess uh, according to this article, it says that uh, sometimes Marvel likes to recognize influential figures from its real life history. Um, so I guess Len Kaminsky was a writer and assistant editor at Marvel Comics for a bunch of years. He worked on Iron Man, War Machine, and Venom. Uh, but he also created the character of Bucky's sister, Rebecca. And hmm. then two more here that are, were kind of significant. Uh, C. Kustenstov. I okay. bet that. Uh, Dr. Kutenstov, uh, another obscure one here, but I guess he was a Soviet sci- scientist. He was active in the Marvel Universe for a while during the Cold War. Um, but he created a sentient robot named Udarnik for the purpose of winning the space race for the USSR. Now, to note, there was some sentient robot shenanigans going on in WandaVision. Reference coincident? I think not. Um, but his superiors did not take the project seriously. 
made him abandon it uh, when the Americans beat them to the surface of the moon. Uh, I guess the doctor didn't want to destroy his creation, so he uh, secretly uh, supported it and sent Udarnik to the moon, where he eventually came a problem for Tony Stark, blah, blah, blah. Uh, last one here, then we can move on. Uh, S. Whitaker could be another, it looks like it's another uh, comic book creator. Um, he worked for V for Vendetta. Some other stuff here. Passed away, unfortunately, in 2008. Um, but I guess he worked on titles uh, with the Marvel, like What If Comics, stuff like that, which also featured both Captain America and John Walker uh, with Super Soldiers. So just a little bit of background on those names here and there. I'm sure some more stuff may show up down the road as the series progresses, but uh, it's really interesting. I always love when shows like to do those kind of little um, mysterious little nods and stuff like that. Well, we've glossed over a lot of stuff, you know, Sam going back home mm-hmm. on his, on his fishing boat, you yeah. know, Bubba Gump shrimp. <laughs> Got to meet his sister, uh, Sarah. Sarah and his nephews who were like babies when he was snapped away. Yeah. And they came back. I think that's what he said. He said, when I was snapped away, they were babies and now they're, you know, full grown adults. Yeah. Not adults, but. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like he, like, makes food for people and then tries to sell, like, prepackaged trays of food or something. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, it looks like uh, they have a family business going on where uh, to do a seafood. Because was that in Louisiana where they were at? Mm, um, sounds about right. Yeah. And so I guess uh, his sister runs a business, but um, he, you know, he joined the Air Force, like she mentioned, and. So it looks like a lot of that burden has fallen onto her parents and her have been struggling. Uh, parents are long gone now, but um, it just seems like we're seeing that kind of that internal struggle with he doesn't want to let go of that um, family business, something near and dear to him. But uh, it's kind of like a little bit of a commentation because he had the opportunity to keep the shield, but he turned it away and, you know, donated. It. He said didn't feel like he, it was his or just didn't feel right. It was easy yeah. to give away that mantle, but he's clinging on to something like this boat that just doesn't want to sail, you know? Which is um, crazy to me that he would I give know. away Cap Shield. Yeah. It's and we did get uh we did kind of gloss over it, but we did uh get another little surprise cameo. Rhode showed up. Yeah, Rhodey. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, that I was, was excited cool. when I saw him. That's the only time I've ever been excited to see Rhodey. <laughs> Oh, really? Not not really, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, we have uh, Thanos. We have Loki. We have Ultron, you know, the big bads of the MCU. The new big bad here is the the lone officer, right? (laughs) You know? Oh, my God. uh, Can I get a selfie? Can I get a selfie? Can I get a photo? Can we do the wing thing? How do you get paid? Blah, 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 blah. He says, Jesus. He says, how do I know you? And and obviously nobody has my video, but but Sam goes, yeah. <laughs> he goes, you're the Falcon. You're the like, Falcon. Oh, He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I can't give you any money. It's like, oh, you, you jerk. You jerk. I didn't even ask, like, didn't like Stark set aside anything for you guys or something? Yeah. No. It's kind of like Jesus, dude. No, he's dead. Yeah, he didn't know he was going to be dead until he was dead. Yeah, I thought that was one of the most asinine like 
ignorant questions could have asked someone, which just goes to show how much of a dingus that character is. Yep. But <laughs> I got to imagine, too, um, they did mention a little bit how race and uh, civil rights is kind of a part of a underlying theme for the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it kind of made sense uh, after watching this first episode because um, with that bank scene, you might not think much about it and you can interpret it different ways. But I mean, when the bank teller doesn't recognize Sam at first, but he can't like figure out who it is. But like his first thing is like, did you play for LSU? Are you just assuming, you know, because he's a black guy and then he's fit that he played for college football? That that's something I've seen a little bit here and there. Hmm. Um, wasn't my first thought, but I mean, it just it did seem a little weird. It's like you have an Avenger, one of the biggest heroes on the entire planet, right in front of you, and you think he's a football player or a college football player. And the thing is, like later in that conversation, we find out his family has been banking with that specific uh, branch for years. So you must have had some interaction unless this guy, you know, just started like, oh, I don't know, two years ago, whatever. But it's just kind of like a lot of the discussion there that between like the whole interaction, it just it did have some of those like underlying themes of just like racial inequality here and there. Just they can't give them a bank loan. And some of those reasons were piss poor. Like, oh, yeah, you haven't you haven't had what was it profit in over five years. It's like. Because we weren't even here for five years. What do you expect? It's like an entry-level job wants you to have three to five years of professional experience when you just graduated three months ago. Nonsense like that. Um, but also even with the scene with Rhodes and... I mean, uh, Rhodes and uh, Sam, as they're watching, or they're just like having their little private discussion, and all you really see is a bunch of white guys in the background with Cap and Bucky and all the different... Uh, pictures on display in the diorama of Captain America. It's kind of like a little bit of a narrative right there too. It's just two of these black superheroes still kind of being like cast aside in the shadows in a little bit hmm. and not being recognized for stuff that they've been doing. And all you're seeing is just the, the, the bunch of the white dudes right there. Now, like I said, there's a lot of different spins and interpretations you can get on it. But the thing is they're not trying to shove this in your face. There's plenty of ways to go about discussing different themes that are a little bit uh, deeper and not as uh, superficial and surface level. And so I think if we're going to continue seeing these kind of uh, themes of, like I said, that have to do with race, I think Marvel is approaching in the right way. That's not like, hey, we're going to shove this like agenda or what our message is down your throat until you're blue in the face and you're sick of it and then you don't even enjoy the show anymore. This is still showing it in a good way that's uh, relative, relative to what's been going on for years, but also it's reflective of what's actually going on in their universe and the MCU. It's appropriate to the culture, and it's showing that they can still, aside from all the violence and just all the, the comics and the action and the spandex, you can actually still see that there are morality differences and there's a lot of morals and themes and different agendas going on that you can kind of learn and take away from. It's kind of like putting cheese on your broccoli or maybe some chocolate if you decided to get rid of cheese on your broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> little joke from inside earlier. But um, yeah, I, I just, I, there's a lot of little things like that. And sometimes you got to see the forest for the trees, you know? Hmm. But yeah. 
That's a good uh, little thing. I never even thought of that. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm pretty much just saying I really, I'm, I'm liking how they're kind of just, they're giving us a little more thought provocation with their, their series and their episodes with WandaVision, especially with grief and trauma and loss. You can be the mightiest hero in the world and you can still be the loneliest and saddest person and most broken person out there when you're trying to stay stable and complete to hold up the giant world that's bearing across your shoulders, you know? So seeing that play out here too, it's like, what an F you at the end of this episode to Sam Wilson and just all the heroes that risk their lives and well, put everything on the line. Well, Sam... Sam gets home from getting denied his loan yeah. and he's talking to Torres and Torres. That's when he's showing him the flag smasher stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's when his sister comes in and she's like, Hey, you got to check this out. And then she shows it. And then you said his name a few times in, in the, uh, when we were going over the list, mm-hmm. um, they bring him out. You know, the guy says, now that Captain America's gone, we have a new Captain America. And he brings out this guy, this guy, John Walker. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, he comes out and he poses and he does his little thing and it shows Sam and he looks all freaking peeved. And then you get the credits. What did you, uh, what'd you what did you make of Mr. John Walker? What did I think of John Walker? Fuck that guy. Uh, Language. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look at you. Okay. Aside from comics and everything, little John Walker, he's an like he, in the comics, a little deep dive on him. He's an army vet. He gets super soldier serum. Basically turns, he basically becomes Captain America, uh, the West coast Avengers. He's got like a black and red suit. all like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do about that because obviously that doesn't exist. However, if you check the IMDb page, you'll see that he is John Walker. So it definitely confirms the character. But when he strolls out or struts out, I guess, and I don't know, but when I saw the gun holster with the actual gun on his right side, I was like, fuck this guy. Language. Fuck that Language. Fuck them. Fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck them all. <laughs> Fuck him. Oh, Cap would be because so upset with you put, right now. The whole thing is to be a shield, being protection. The moment you put ammunition and a gun on his side, that completely tear da- tears down everything Captain and Steve Rogers stood for and ever has. So to me, that was the biggest display of complete ignorance and fucking idiots in suits trying to, oh yeah, we need a new hero. Bam! Here's the wish version of Captain America, you bigot. <laughs> Sam uses guns all the time. Yeah, but Captain America doesn't. Yeah. The only time... Well, Sam's going to become backtrack. Captain America. He uses guns. Yeah, but also, think how violent his first scene is. Why would they make his first scene in this series so violent, where he's just taking mofos out, helicopter by explosion by explosion, with guns and everything? He's pretty violent. Part of the hero's journey is learning how to adapt and how to change and seeing how you can still become a hero 
without having to always resort to being the strongest and fiercest and most violent person out there. I mean, it's art of war. Sometimes the best way to defeat the enemy is to have the best defense. And so Captain America, the only time he really ever had a gun was when they show little montages of him in the first Avenger. And he's got like a, some type of machine gun. I can't remember if it was fake footage or if it was actually, um, and by fake footage, I mean like his little dramatization to sell the war bonds and stuff that, uh, propaganda, or if it was actually when he was going through and like liberating camps actually in, uh, seeing actual combat, if he had a gun, uh, that he was firing, but I, I don't know. That's the only instance I actually remember seeing him with a gun, everything else in the MCU, nothing. Cause he's always, he fights with his fists It'll take down the enemy, but he's not going to resort to having actual guns on him. So to me, I was really upset with that. When I saw that, I was like, fuck. This. I didn't even think of the guns, man. Didn't even didn't even cross my mind. I, I it's it's small, but you don't put a gun on that hero. Yeah, that'd be like, here's the new Batman, and he walks out with a bunch of guns. He's like, I'm rich. I, I mean, in ammo. I feel what you're saying. I maybe he'll be maybe he'll be OK. Who knows? Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of wondering, like. Everyone's been saying this guy has the most punchable face ever. He does. Which, he does have a smushed smug face. He does. And that smirk is just like, oh, f- how dare you stand where he stood? Um, <laughs> But the thing is, we don't know anything just yet about the actual character. But something I want, I'm kind of wondering, and I'm trying to speculate responsibly here. When we see that Flag Smasher incident uh, with Torres, we see someone just knock him on his ass, super strong. Uh, or maybe it was even like a, a cop or something like that, just totally get whipped into a brick wall, reminiscent of uh, the strength of like a super soldier. So what I wonder, is Johnny Walker going to be a double agent? Ooh. Is he a Flag Smasher? I didn't think about that until you just until you just started talking, and then it clicked in my head. That is possible. Infiltrated. Wow. Or is John Walker like a total like uh, Mandarin, where this guy's a total loser, just dork? No. But they put him on, and yeah, who knows? I don't know. In the in the end credits, there was some good stuff. We got. Uh, some of the words that make uh, Bucky uh, tick, you know, his train car and his homecoming and all that good stuff. Mm. Um, there was a picture of John Walker, the U.S. agent, Captain America. And written over his face, it said, uh, manufactured hero. Mm-hmm. Um, more in depth into it, there's, an, there's another thing that says power broker watcher or watch it, something like that. And yeah, in the comic books, power broker is the gentleman that gets a hold of the superhero. There's the super soldier serum and he does experiments on, on people to give them powers. So mm-hmm. if they're saying his name, if they're talking about this guy being a manufactured hero, it seems like we're getting another guy that's, trying to uh, make more Captain Americas like you suggested last week. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you thought it was going to be Helmet Zero Zemo. Maybe, you know, it's still possible, but 
possible that we might be getting a different guy. So it seems mm-hmm. like our new Captain America was was made by a villainous being. So that's going to be uh, a good thing to come and see. The whole double Asian thing is pretty interesting because I just figured he this power. Uh, I just said his name like six times, and now it's bl- power broker. Yeah, power broker. Mm. I just figured maybe he uh, he did work on John Walker, and mm. then maybe he did other work on this flag smasher gentleman. But yeah. the whole double Asian thing is is possible. That would be you know that would be yeah. uh, uh, Joaquin Torres talking about Captain America is so cool, and then the new Captain America be stomping on his face. You know, poetic justice if I've ever seen exactly. it. Exactly. But I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's that's where it gets tricky. Whenever they have a crossover and they really start picking and choosing and kind of twisting and readapting the the source material from the comics because they can turn like one character just mention their name and that's uh that's it that's all the character is it could be even a major like side character or whatever in the comics but mcu totally different and then the same could be said for someone very very minor the comics can be super important in the mcu so it's kind of hard to kind of predict what avenue they're going to take at this point especially with wandavision because of how many different comics were out there that they could have based the show off of um so it that's where these theories can kind of run a little rampant because it's like this guy john walker is he good is he bad does he have the super uh you know the sss i'm tired of saying that <laughs> um but it's just like where can it go where's mephisto that's what i want to know oh we're getting wolverine <laughs> what if that's wolverine i haven't, I haven't said he's it a all. flag smasher I, haven't, I didn't i don't know how to fit that into this episode so i just gotta say there was a funny meme i think i sent you where someone circled the the the, Ro- the wrinkles Rody's on wrinkles. forehead yeah. yeah and they made an m and they said mephisto confirmed <laughs> i'm sorry but that shit's hilarious i just more so want mephisto memes more than i actually want mephisto at this point um yeah, I'm surprised. I'm, well, now we're just not even talking about it anymore. But I'm surprised uh, Quicksilver didn't say something along the lines of like he punches somebody, and goes, "Oh, my fist, though," or something, and just to <laughs> just to really troll the hell out of. Uh, oh man, that'd be funny. People, you know that that would, that would be something I would write. That's really funny. Like, but what if he said my mm. fist though, and then he'd be like, "Get out of here! You can't write for us." I'd be like, "Bud." What if he did? <laughs> Who knows? Oh, and uh, Bucky didn't say anything about having too much metal on his arm already. <laughs> you We're not done yet <laughs> because they have not met each other in the episode, surprisingly enough. Well, Bucky's been ghosting. Uh, yeah, Bucky was ghosting Sam. That's what she said. He, so, he so I think second episode we will. Oh, well, I would hope so. We're only getting six episodes and these guys still haven't interacted with each other, which is at this point, just call it Falcon. And then also the winter soldier, (laughs) right? You know, or the Falcon and also the winter soldier. Like, let's get them together. Come on. Get your head out of your butt. I agree. So one last thing I kind of want to talk about, uh, we haven't really talked about them. 
Well, we've mentioned their names. The Flag Smashers. Flag Smashers. That's a New World Order. The episode is titled New World Order. So I think um, we see a little bit here about the Flag Smasher, the main terrorist group. And they, um, they're they portrayed as individuals or a group uh, coalition who thought it w- the world was better during the blip. And so they don't believe in borders. They believe that the world was better off. They're more united. And now that everyone's back, people are still back to their old antics. War is back. There's still division in the d- different countries, whatever. So one thing I like about the Flag Smashers motive is that they're and this goes back to how people have always talked about marvel having the marvel villain problem where this organization seems to have a like a belief or a moral that is kind of understood that people be like i can i don't want to say sympathize i'm trying to be careful with my words here but like they can understand why they believe what they believe they're not going about it correctly. Their means are awful, which I'm sure we're probably going to find out more acts of violence and just bad events with them. But they're ultimately trying to say, we don't believe in borders. We don't believe like everyone needs to be united, but they're going to be very, very, very aggressive about that unity in the formation now that everyone's back from the blip. So I like that we're getting that kind of like moral gray area where it's like, no, no, you're not wrong, but you're you are in a little bit, um, if that makes sense. So, um, really, not much that we could really go off of, just because it wasn't a lot of a uh, kind of limelight on them for the first episode. But it's still kind of sh- at least giving us an idea and basis of what our heroes are going to primarily be up against. And so, I found that very interesting when they talked about how, uh, you know, hey, we're the flag smashers because we don't believe in you know how the world is it should be a little bit better more unified uh we're gonna beat people up we're gonna put pokemon go version of uh our signs and weird ass hockey wrestling masks and um we're gonna we're gonna smash some flags you know but uh what did you think so far from what we've learned in this first episode about the flag smashers first and foremost the name flag smashers just makes me think of uh that sounds like somebody in the Spider-Man video game that you'd have to stop. We got to go stop the flag smashers. And then you swing around for 45 minutes until a flag smasher thing happens. Then you go and stop them. That's just what, that's what the name reminds me of. You know, there was the demons, the whatever, and the flag smashers. Yeah. Um, but I did, I actually did not know their motives. Mm-hmm. you you what you just told me i had no idea that that was was what was happening so i think torres is the one who kind of gives a rundown on them to sam yeah i like I, i've only watched the episode once mm-hmm. so that was intriguing to me i like what you said about the whole uh the greater meaning being something people can get behind but the mm-hmm. but the actions being wrong which is a very Thanos thing, which is a very, very Killmonger thing. Yeah. You know, like Killmonger's like, we need to be better with the black people in the world. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. We don't need to kill everybody else or, you know, start all these wars. Thanos Thanos and Ultron almost have the same thing. It's like people are bad because they're destroying everything. 
but it's not get rid of all the people. It's, you know, let's, uh, let's just be better, but it's kind of hard yeah. to do. So they're just like, yeah, let's get rid of them all. Um, the whole thing with the, with life being better during the blip when there was half as many people. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think I would get behind that. You know, that's, you know, yeah. figure half the people that you know are gone just like that. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you're listening to earth eight, nine, four, and it's just Devin or it's just Louie. <laughs> what would that be like? That would, you know, that would, that would just be me going, uh, er, uh, and rambling and going, what was his name? <laughs> What's his name? I can't remember. I just said it or, or, you know, so in a sense you could be like, yeah, yeah. When there's half as many people, there's half as many problems, but you know, there's also other problems and everything. You can't just Mm -hmm. think of it like that. And these guys are just like, well, if we're going to have problems, we're going to make our own problems and just go and destroy everything. That's, that's ludicrous. Yeah, exactly. So all in all, I am pretty excited to see what goes on with them. It's mm-hmm. pretty crazy with uh, the amount of stuff happening here. You know, you got, you know, you got, like I said, this, this power broker guy that we haven't seen at all. You mm-hmm. got new cap, which is us agent, which is this, uh, John, John Walker. He's a jaywalker. And then you got, uh, the flag smashers and we were told before the show even or also you had that uh baytrock mm-hmm. before the show even started we were like helmet zemo's the bad guy of this show didn't see him at all wasn't even mentioned yeah. sharon carter not mentioned at all not even that's true not nothing that's true. so you know we're getting a hell of a lot more in episode two Mm-hmm. hopefully it's, you know, cohesive and everything, but I, I'm, ex- I'm excited for it. So we got all this new stuff, but we didn't get any of the stuff that you've seen already. You know, it's like, yeah, there was no helmet Zemo. There was no guy with the purple mask with the purple, uh, the hell the ski mask. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be good. It's going to be good. There's no way it can be bad, <laughs> you know, in my mind. There's just go out there, have them all poop their pants, like you said, and, <laughs> and I would still watch the whole episode. Oh, man. I totally agree. So to end this week's episode, how about we just share a little bit about uh, what we hope or what we're um, hoping comes across or what happens in this series. So like, uh, for example, I really, now that we've seen why Bucky is really, really struggling is he cannot make amends with uh, Yori or the murder of Yori's son. I really want to know what that moment is going to be like when he finally gets the courage, whether it's at the very last episode and that's how it ends. It's like he's finally come to terms and he's like, I'm ready to tell him the truth. Is he going to be like, I can't imagine that poor old man is just going to be devastated knowing that this guy he's befriended this whole time 
is responsible for the murder of his son. And just like, that's heartbreaking, man. When you see that little shrine to his son and he's like going to tell him and he's like, uh, I forgot to give lunch uh, money. But I I really want to see that moment. It seems very sitcom-esque to me. Really? I, uh, I'm sorry. It's just like, like an episode of Full House or something. Like I did something bad and it's going to affect you and I don't want to tell uh-huh. you about it. And then I tell you about it and you're mad, but we're friends. So you can forgive me or, you know, it's, it's going to mm-hmm. be, I feel like it's going to be something like that. You know, he, he's yeah. going to be like, um, by the way, I killed your son. And this guy's going to be like, Oh, I hate you. And he's like, no, but we're friends. Remember? And he's like, get out of my house. And then, Bucky goes on a killing rampage or something, and then this old man's like, oh, "I forgive you, you know that I understand." It it seems very sitcommy to me. I don't know if it's going to happen like that exactly, but I have a feeling it's going to be similar. So, mm-hmm. like I said, with the whole Bucky thing, it's like a very like almost like a trope at this point. Like, let's yeah, let's move on to some some Bucky now stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll get there. In my head, it's like, come on. Yeah. I, I'm more interested in what Bucky can do or what Bucky is versus he was the Winter Soldier. He killed a lot of people. It was not him, but it was him in a sense. Mm-hmm. Let's see where we go. You know, you kind of have to brush it off. Like, that, like, people say that, Oh, that was the old me, but that literally was not the old him. That was literally brainwashed. Yeah. That was like, he would have never done that if he was his own, if he, if he was of his own mind and, and everything. Mm -hmm. But like you said with that, I don't think they're going to wait till the last episode. I think that'll happen either the next episode or episode three at the latest. He's, he's going to say, Oh, you know, like they're going to do it before he's it's either b- before anything major crazy happens. They got to fly across the world. Maybe Sam will push him to tell him about it. You know, he'll tell Sam or something like, yeah, it comes open. This is my friend. I killed his son and I'm, I feel horrible about it. And maybe Sam will be like, Oh, you should tell him, you know, it's like, Oh really? I haven't thought about that. It's like, no, you, you know, you got to tell him about it and this and that. And then finally Bucky gets the push. Maybe, you know, speaking of sitcoms and that's how it goes. Maybe, oh, maybe Sam tells him you need to tell him. And then he tells him and then, and then Yuri gets mad and, and kicks him out or whatever. And then Bucky's mad at Sam and, you know, Bucky blames Sam mm-hmm. for the reason that Yuri's mad at him. Doesn't that <laughs> seem very sitcom-y to you? Yeah, but I don't think they would do that. Ah. In my head, the way I think it happens, I don't think Yori ever forgives him. Really? At all. No. I think he will. It's... Would you? It's tough. We saw how Tony uh, forgave. Tony didn't want did, Tony didn't want to forgive him, but it, it's very tough. It's a very tough situation. You know, if if my son was to be killed... He was, his son at the time was a grown man. You know, if somebody mm-hmm. killed my son right now, I'd be, I'd, yeah, no, I wouldn't forgive anybody. My son's an 18 month yeah. old 
year and a half old kid. There's no reason to shoot a year and a, a year and a half old kid. His son at the time was a grown man. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like they said, he was mm-hmm. not exactly mixed up with the wrong people, but he was working for the wrong people. And so he yeah, it's really unclear what exactly he was doing. So he was I like, he was like a intern. Or yeah. Something. So he was there with these bad people and he ended up being killed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like Bucky will inevitably try to explain to him what happened. I don't know if he's just going to lead with, I killed him, you know, but it's like, Oh, when I was this and that he'll, in my head, he'll explain, you know, he was, yeah, I imagine you have to, he was this guy and then he did some bad things and his son was in the crossfire. And then I think Yuri will eat. He'll, he'll be mad of course. But mm-hmm. I think by the end he would fully uh, like. I don't think he's gonna forgive him, forgive him. But I think he'll understand, which is another weird thing to say. But yeah, to- Tony was just didn't give a crap about his dad. He was mad that he killed his mom, mm-hmm. and no, he didn't forgive Bucky. But he also didn't. Excuse me. He also didn't blaster Bucky in the endgame battle or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. They were there to get together again. And it's not like he went full berserker in the middle of this Thanos battle against the guy that he actually, you know, has animosity towards, you know, like mm-hmm. the whole Thanos crowd is trying to destroy the world, but this guy killed his mom, you know, it, yeah. it's a whole thing. I think, as far as real life goes, maybe he wouldn't forgive him, but this is a movie and or TV mm-hmm. show. So I think all in all, he'll, he'll forgive him for it. Yeah. Well, your team forgive. I'm team. No forgive. So we will find out. Yeah. I just don't see, like he's trying to make amends. I feel like he'll be able to, to cross Yuri off of his list. Yeah, I think so too. That's like the ultimate one. That's gonna be the last one on the list. And if the guy, if the guy just banishes him from his life, and he says, "Leave me alone. You can cross me off your list. Never talk to me again." Yeah. At least he gets to cross him off of his list. I feel like he will cross him off the list by the end. That's what I'm expecting more to be more realistic of uh how it goes down. But it's kind of funny. Someone uh, was like, "Well, if you're wondering what's going on with Falcon on her shoulder, um." Bucky is uh, basically pulling a My Name is Earl and just kind of walking around with a list in his pocket <laughs> all day trying to pick stuff from people uh, he's wronged over the years. Yes. That's good. It's pretty funny. Let's get Jason Lee in the MCU. My name is Bucky. <laughs> great. But is there anything uh, you think uh, you really want to happen this season or with this show? what you're predicting might be uh pretty big. Anything? Well, that whole power broker thing seems to be promising, but that's all speculation. That's I have literally nothing to go on with that. Yeah. But that should be interesting at the least. I, I'm excited to see <clears throat> what inevitably happens with this new captain America. Yeah. I want to see, if he fights 
Sam and Bucky or if he joins Sam and Bucky, if they embrace him, Mm -hmm. I really think that Sam is going to end as Captain America. So I don't think that this guy is going to last very long. And I don't know if there's a villainous version of, of uh, John Walker, Mm -hmm. but we're going to find out, you know, Um, all in all, what do I think? I think Sam is going to end as Cap. I think Torres is going to become Falcon. Mm-hmm. And I think Bucky is going to stay Bucky, but he'll get a better grasp of his, of his life and everything. And mm-hmm. hopefully we, we, get to the present instead of living in the past with Bucky. Yeah, I agree. You know, I kind of wonder what really they have in store for Bucky with his character. I mean, this is him coming to terms as his uh, trauma story too. But in hindsight, moving forward with the MCU, I wonder how long his character is actually going to last. Whether they kill him off or whatever they do, where does his character really keep going or like how, how are they going to keep the character going or do they need to like, where is his eventual end? Is it going to be, these are his last six episodes and I don't know. He, he gets shot in the head or he's something just happens to him and they kill him off or something happens. Mm. I don't know. I don't think so, Mm. but I mean, he's If you think about it, he's been in the MCU is one of the longest running characters. He's been there since phase one. So yeah. there's only a couple other than himself. I mean, there's him, there's vision Paul slash Paul Bettany, technically because of Jarvis, there's cliff because he's going to be in the Hawkeye show. Then there is the fury, the God of thunder. There's Thor. <laughs> um, who else am I thinking of? Rody, technically. Rody, yeah, Rody. <laughs> he's not. He's not going to go anywhere anytime mm-hmm. soon. Ter- Terrence Howard was uh, was Rody, but I'm sorry, who? Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But I mean, like I said, there's only there's only a, like a handful of uh, characters in the show in the the Hulk the show in the MCU and the Hulk, yeah, who are still in it. So it's kind of like I wonder what's going to happen to Bucky. Um, Cause I, I, I'm not really sure. Bucky seems like the type that would retire to Wakanda. Yeah. I, that'd be kind of cool. It'd be kind of cool. Actually. He seemed to enjoy it there. Something. And like he said, that was where he had his piece. So if he can mm-hmm. cross off all of his names on his list, like his, my name is Earl. <laughs> my name is Bucky. And then he just ends on a van down by the river. And then he can retire to Wakanda where he becomes the next black, the black Panther. Panther. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> me to it. Damn. So nah, I don't know. But that that's a good call on the Wakanda thing. I forgot about that. Well, is there any uh final thoughts on uh today's episode one review and recap? We just for you? we just re- recapped this show and speculated for longer than the show lasted. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh um no, I I you know I think I think Sam's not going to be able to keep that boat. I think his sister will sell it under him, underneath him. Yeah. To 
get some money back. You know, he's trying to fix up the boat as is the same as like he fixed up his uh his falcon suit and it's just not the same mm-hmm. thing. Right. But you know, just a little thing. I I think they'll sell that boat, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Paul and Darlene Wilson. Um No, I mean this time next week we're gonna have seen the second episode. Everything that we've thought of is gonna be completely wrong. And then <laughs> and then we're gonna have to backtrack and think of all new things to think of. Okay, let's try this one more time. Yeah. My uh, my thing that I said to you before we started is uh I just can't wait to see the US citizen uh uh John Walker fight star lord over who who is really ego's son yeah you know you know look it up (laughs) (laughs) awesome well thank you so much um we're excited here at earth 894 we're ready for episode two we've got a few more days or by the time this podcast has been out tomorrow um i really want to really 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 want to watch some more of this show i'm excited i love the action uh we're having a good time so far and also fuck the new cap i'm just gonna edit it so every time i swear in this show it's just gonna be random like like bam pop boom bam. <laughs> like funny noises so it's gonna be like oh man he's swearing but uh good stuff all righty well that will do it for this episode of earth 894 be sure to visit us on our various social media pages, which are Instagram and Facebook. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts if you listen on there, or if you're a platform of preferred choice, it gives you the option to do so. Every, uh, ideally, five-star, whatever the highest review is, helps us get out there and climb the charts so we can uh, make some more friends in the MCU. But, as always, we'll be here every week to keep on breaking stuff down and talking. So um, as for my co-host, Louie and I, we will see you next week. Until then. Anthony Mackie look like an aardvark. <laughs> never, never get to <laughs>